Hello there. Welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I am Lex Michael. And uh, just an FYI, I have a little bit of a throat thing, so if I sound weird, that's why. Uh, Lex, what are you into? Uh, what am I into? Well, uh, as you'll hear on our main show tomorrow, I've been spending a heck of a lot of time in Godzilla land. So I have not had a huge amount of time to watch much of anything else, but I did start watching Fleabag, which okay. is on Amazon Prime. Have you seen Fleabag? I've seen the first episode. Okay, the first episode. Yeah. So these are very short seasons. Uh, it's two seasons so far. I think one was 2016 and one was uh, just this year. Uh, what six episodes a piece they're all half hours you get through it very quickly I am three episodes in and I think it's dang brilliant created by and starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge who uh, mass audiences will probably know as uh, L3 uh, mm-hmm. Lando's droid buddy in Solo a Star Wars story yeah uh, she's also the creator of Killing Eve which I have not seen yet but is now very high on my list because I think the first three episodes of Fleabag are crazy crazy effective essentially uh, it's a story about a woman who uh, who, who I guess you'd say uh, her life's not really together and right. it's about how she navigates you know dating her relationships with her family uh, how how to how to deal with with herself, ultimately. Uh, three episodes in, so I, I can't speak too much about it yet. But that's what I've been, I've been trying to jump into while not watching a giant lizard smash stuff up. Uh, apparently, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was brought in to do uh, polish on the screenplay for Bond 25, which excites the crap out of me. Because nice. so, because between uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge working on the script and Kerry Fukunaga directing that movie, that's quite possibly the most interesting creative combination on a Bond movie ever. Um, so I'm going to probably tag up on Fleabag once I finish it. Now that I have a little bit more time, I think I'll get through it pretty quick. Like I said, two seasons, six episodes each. They're each half an hour. It's a quick watch, but super compelling, super, it's got this nice scuzziness to it that I like, but also crazy, crazy funny and very relatable as well. And uh, it, it took me two seconds. I now uh, believe strongly that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a uh, genius. <laughs> I'd agree. Um, I had a hard time getting into the first episode, mostly because, and I think we've talked about this off mic, that I have a hard time connecting with characters that are made to be unlikable. Right. Um, and so, and it's, it's why I almost missed out on orphan black. It's, it's why I've almost missed out on a bunch of shows. Like, you know, I, I have to remind myself that like characters grow and like, you got to give them a starting point right. and it's like, you know, stuff. But also there are plenty of characters that start out questionably likable and end completely detestable, but right. they're utterly compelling. Exactly. So, uh, I'm, I'm, it's still on my list. It's just, uh, I have to, get, I have to be in the mood. Gotta That's get in fair. that mood. That's baby. very fair. But yeah, I, I, uh, I'm gonna finish up Fleabag and then I'm gonna jump into Killing Eve, which also it's two seasons and I'm, what, they're eight episodes a piece? Something like uh, that? Yeah, about. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm definitely, plus Sandra O oh is also a genius. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and Killing Eve is amazing. That's what I've been hearing for a while. Yeah. So it's, fin- it's finally about time. Good. So I'll, I'll probably end up talking about that at some point as well. Okay. But yes, I'm, I'm very excited to finish Fleabag and based uh, only on the first three episodes, which is what a quarter of the entire thing. I've seen 25% of uh, Fleabag. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm in it and I would definitely recommend it so far. Good. Maybe not to grandma, but 
to to most most other folks. There's jokes about stuff like anal, you know. So it's like I wouldn't want to be like, yo, grandma. Although who knows? Maybe you got a super chill grandma that's down with anal jokes. That's true. My grandma is definitely not, but <laughs> some people's grandparents definitely are. So I recently started listening to the newest album from Thank You Scientist called Terraformer. Oh, okay. Um, we've talked about Thank You Scientist on the show before. Yes. Um, specifically, we talked about their debut album. Um, and so it's really interesting having seen them from their initial EP um, and where they are now. And they've come so very far. Like the way that my friend had described it because he uh kind of knows the band uh he was saying that like he feels like it is the culmination of where they've been trying to get to um i think that a lot of people feel like they've lived in the shadow of coheed and cambria in that they are both prog rock bands and the lead singer's have a higher register Mm -hmm. and so people are like oh it's like coheed but now i feel like especially that they are about three full albums in uh they've really harnessed their sound they've kind of broken out beyond the prog rock genre into more avant-garde stuff and they're experimenting a lot more some a lot of their songs I feel are definitely now geared towards utilizing the lead singer Sal's uh, voice to the best of its ability. Uh, I think that not to say that he hasn't been using it very well up until now, but I think that they found a really good way to utilize new notes from him and uh, new ways of really like finding the hook in, in the way that he sings uh so i'm i'm really enjoying it it's very jazzy like you can definitely like drive to it they have long jam bandy like solos where you're like all right cool i didn't know i needed a saxophone or xylophone uh solo at that moment but hey i love it Um, i'm looking up this album right now (laughs) it's great uh, I highly recommend it, uh, especially if you've heard me talk about uh, Thank You Scientist before. You know that they are a fun band. They're great live. They are their messages are very upbeat uh, for the most part. There, it's it, you can tell that the the lead singer slash writer of their songs has you know he's been through some stuff and he's like push pushing through it through the use of his his music. Um, and I relate. Uh, I, I did pull up the album on uh, iTunes, and I'm looking at the track list. Track number two is called FXMLDR. Is that an X-Files reference? Fox Mulder. Oh, probably. Sweet. <laughs> I'm on board with this. I was on the fence before, and now that uh, there might be, uh, might be a sprinkle of X-Files in there, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Oh, yeah. You made me feel safe. <laughs> oh, I mean... That uh, song does specifically talk about aliens, so uh, then it would make sense why I didn't understand the re- I, I haven't heard a single note, and this is already the best album of the year. <laughs> yeah, tell the Grammy organization. <laughs> Let them know it's going to be It's just so good. <laughs> Professor Grammy, have you heard this album? <laughs> <laughs> That's no. Professor Dr. Grammy to you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> stupid. Uh, but yeah, guys, check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on Amazon Music. It's all over the place. Check it out. Uh, 
and you can also get the vinyl. So if you go to their main website, so please support. Thank you, scientists, so they can keep making music and see them in your local town because they're amazing live. Um, having all seven of their, and which I imagine they probably have more than seven at this point uh, because they have so many different instruments they're utilizing. Uh, but having them all on stage is great, uh, especially when the fiddlest fucking goes. He goes, bro. All right. <laughs> Go fiddlest. Yeah. Uh, but guys, what are you into? What do you think about Fleabag? Have you listened to the newest Thank You Scientist album? What's going on in your life? Let us know. At Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but if you just want to talk to us individually, Lex, what do you, what, where, where, people, where can people find you? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know if, if you're okay, and I want to know at my Twitter and Instagram handle, which is at the Lex Michael. Ooh, and you can find me at Tari J T U R I J A Y. Tomorrow, Lex Michael brought in the original Godzilla from 1954. Stompy, stompy, smashy, smashy, but in a very heady intellectual way. Oh, yeah. So we dive into that. Uh, just like Godzilla dives into the water. I did it. I did it, Lex. <laughs> I did it. Thank you, everyone. I've served my purpose. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. A light has come down <laughs> and I'm floating away. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but no, check it out. Uh, it's going to be a really fun discussion. Um, we also talk a little bit about the franchise as a whole. We're also going to talk about um, the current iteration of Godzilla in comparison and things of that sort. So really tune in. We will see you tomorrow. It's a big, big nutty franchise. Hell yes. Yeah. Look at those big nuts. Stompy stomp. Smashy smash. <laughs> Thinky thing. <laughs>